games. Games always change. What started out as simple pixel-based games on home systems that didn't have the computing power of a modern calculator has grown into an industry of vast, interactive stories that take up gigabytes of memory and have photorealistic 3D graphics. Every possible genre has had its day in the gaming world. From flight simulators to amazingly crafted open worlds of adventure to multiplayer shooters that get your adrenaline pumping as if you were there. There isn't an idea in the public consciousness that hasn't been turned into this vicarious form of fun. One thing that hasn't changed in gaming is the player's fascination with the end of the world and the Fallout series has been immersing us in our greatest Mad Max-like fantasies since 1997. What started out as a top-down role-playing video game has evolved into A-list first-person open-world role-playing that has its fan base craving the next installment. Games. Games always change. So come with us now, grab a fistful of stim packs, a 10mm pistol, and bring your most loyal canine companion as we examine how the wasteland of Fallout has changed with it. Hi, welcome to another No Councils for Old Men, and I'm Scott McGregor, Scott 2.0, and my co-host, as always, is... The Wanderer of the Wasteland. The Wanderer of the Wasteland, the vault dweller himself, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bill Supermutant Robinson. (laughs) Supermutant. And uh, with with occasional commentary and uh, violence, um, we have a mystery guest, which we're not going to tell you about. So anyway, um, the magical mystery guest. The magical mystery guest. Brother, uh, brother, brother. So we decided, me and Bill, to just do a you know our, our usual kind of one-on-one thing here, and we got a little theme show for you. Uh, everyone's kind of in Mad Max, Mad Max mode right now. The three um, M's. I've seen it a couple times now. Honeywell's seen it like forty or something. Um, I have yet to see it. You have yet to see. It, but I mean, you're a fan of the original like, oh, yeah. Road Warrior yeah. and such, and so we're going to talk about kind of the video game child of uh, the Road Warrior and kind of like wasteland apocalypse nuclear war scenario, you know, genre. Itself, well, I think which is I the think, Fallout series, right? And I think it needs a little bit of props. Which is, whenever we do an apocalypse theme, <laughs> one fully, I mean, we're just going to concentrate on fallout but i think wasteland was like the first really big apocalypse type game i played yeah it definitely was and it came out in 1988 so i mean it was right there at the cusp of everything for yeah it was it was really raw it was pretty yeah it was it was basically almost an ascii game you know ascii game or just Mm -hmm. very simple pixelated graphics and uh, but great gameplay i mean it was very deep role-playing lots of stats for characters and you got your party and uh you know wandered through the various situations that one would presumably find at the end of the world or at least mm-hmm. as far as science fiction authors and movie makers have decided it would look like and i think they're probably pretty close knowing humankind as we do uh i don't think things would go really rosy at the end of the world things would get pretty ugly and they'd have situations like the Road Warrior and such. Um, but the Fallout series has been with us since uh, 1997, the first one came out, and definitely the spiritual uh, 
uh, child of uh, Wasteland, probably found it right about that same time, and um, you know this was kind of the, the game us Mad Max fans were waiting for, for somebody to make something more graphically enhanced than Wasteland was. Um, yeah. And, uh, and literally, I mean, the main character in, in Fallout is Mad Max. I mean, he looks just like, you know, the road warrior, Mel Gibson. In the first game, I don't think you had a voice. You just encountered every other... Like, you, your, your character didn't have an actual voice to it. But Fallout has got a long... Yeah. A, a long history of, um, of not, you know, some some good voice actors and straight up actors too mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah from day one I mean Interplay was the original one and they were pretty big in the mid and late 90s I mean, they had like almost all the Star Trek titles. From oh yeah, yeah. And, um, it's eluding me what else they had, but I mean, they were very big in a lot of different genres, uh, but mostly you know role playing and like adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, when they rolled out Fallout, it was uh, it was kind of a game changer, really, for you know for role playing games on the computer because it was so it was definitely top of the line graphics. It was still you know it was just the isometric top-down 3D. Um, But it was... I think the first one was even pretty much real-time, but when you went into combat... Right. There was the... If I remember correctly, I think you entered the VAT system, which is where it pauses, and you can choose. I can't. I I think I you. Could, I don't think I, that really came out until Fallout Three, because that was. Oh no 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 that that yeah. was it. You you could pause. I, well, I don't know if it was VATS, but you could call, you could pause combat and click what you wanted to attack. I okay, remember. Yeah, that. you're right. It wasn't completely turn based. Yeah, you're right. And I think you would have it. Like you would just walk your, you know, would click and you would walk your guy around, and I think if you had the setting on properly, I mean, it's been a long time since I played Fallout or Fallout yeah. Two. I think you, 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 you could either have the the VAT system set up to turn on automatically, or it just did it automatically. But yeah. like as soon as you walk into a room, it would do that whole and pull back. Well, it doesn't pull back on Fallout, but it. it in Fallout Three and Four, it uh, or Fallout Three and New Vegas, it does it does like a pause thing and like zooms in right. on the guy that you know the different things that you want to attack. But there, it would just freeze everything and it would highlight it. Yeah, and it I, would you could go into turn based and and you would do your yeah you do your orders and then it would play itself out in real time yeah. again to you, which to really you, you know isn't. <laughs> It's a little bit nicer, especially now that I'm older, to be able to pause combat and go, oh, my God, all right, what am I going to do here? <laughs> all right, Especially uh... when they turned it into a really intense first-person shooter, you know? it's Oh, yeah, especially in 3 and I don't and think in you can really get through that. With, I guess there have been some videos recently of people you know, doing the speed run on that and stuff that they... I don't know how you can do that game without the VAT system, but we'll get the VATs, you know, the 3D version um, yeah. eventually here. Um, but yeah, it was Fallout 97, and um, as you were saying, I mean, the one thread that's been through all the Fallout games, and hats off to all the, I mean, it's not even the same company anymore, but they all got Ron Perlman, Hellboy himself, Clay Morrow, 
um, The Beast, you know, you name, you, you could throw a dart and hit one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Blade Two, he was in. There's about oh, yeah. five dozen, you know, Pacific Rim. There's about five dozen others that aren't coming to mind immediately. Um, you know, pretty much anything Guillermo de Toro has done, except for um, like Pan's Labyrinth. I don't think he was in Pan's. Um, but yeah, I mean, he and a great voice actor. Obviously, he's one of those people that you recognize, you know, most immediately, and um, and will be peppering this with uh, clips from from the different games, obviously, and we'll probably play almost all of uh, Mr. Perlman's voiceover intros for the games. But they all, you know, started out uh, war. War never changes. War. War never changes. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. War. War never changes. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just such a trademark for the Fallout games. Now it's just, you come to expect it. And uh, and the one that's coming out soon, um, we expect to have Mr. Pullman back for that, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been confirmed as... uh, as as working on it, but maybe for somebody that hasn't played Fallout, maybe we, uh, uh, I was just going to read like a quick or just you know what I'm I'm not even going to read because I've played it enough that I can tell you what the general gist of it is, and well, basically I, I, it was fun remembering like the different how because they all basically I mean at least the first two are very tied to each other story wise, right? And but there's then, references back to those peppered throughout. The newer ones too, so it's it's a cohesive universe, I guess they would say. Mm-hmm. Well, because the first one, I think, like time wise, takes place in twenty one sixty one, and uh, ooh, I'm just checking real quick to see when the next one. Uh, twenty two forty one. I got it right here on the wiki. Okay, and then we're. So we go 2161 and then 2241. Wow, that's a big jump. Well, yeah, and then we- in 22, in the second one, you're essentially, it's 80 years after the original game, so you're a descendant of the first vault dweller that goes out in the first game. Ha! Ah, you're here. Good. We've got a problem. A big one. The controller chip for our water purification system has given up the ghost. Can't make another one. The process is too complicated for a workaround system. Simply put, we're running out of drinking water. No water, no vault. This is crucial to our survival. And frankly, I I think you're the only hope we have. You need to go find us another controller chip. We estimate we have four to five months before the vault runs out of water. We need that chip. We marked your map with the location of another vault. Not a bad place to start, I think. Look, just be safe. Okay? The whole setting from the world derived from like a split, like an alternate reality to where the... uh, Basically, the microchip or like the transistor was never developed. Yeah. So tech, so technology never really developed 
beyond like a tube or uh, um, a certain level and I went more on a nuclear side which believe me that was real freaking annoying in Fallout 3 the first time I figured out that the cars were nuclear powered and you can't hide behind them in a firefight (laughs) why is this car on fire oh my god kaboom and there's a mini nuclear explosion in the middle of town and all the cars blow up so then then you have to try to you know get your get the other guys that you're fighting you got to try to lob a grenade or shoot a card there next to to take them out so yeah that was that was real fun but basically there was a split in all the technology socially the world never developed past the 1950s right yeah leave it to beaver mindset yeah and that and, comes into play big in like Fallout Three, you know, one of mm-hmm. the subplots. But yeah, I mean it's beautiful, and all the games start off with you know old, old timey radio standards, and uh, oh yeah, the second one's Louis Armstrong, and um, the yeah. the ink spots are in the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first one and, and the third, I think. Uh, I don't want to set the world on fire. Very nice. That's why he's our musical specialist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah, those those songs. The first time I heard, them, I was like, "Wow, these are really cool." I mean, from the get-go, these games just put you right in it. You know, some of the best intros, even the first one, as far back as 97, that intro was just... Just drag your ass right into the game. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're done at that point. You are playing that game until it's finished. Essentially, 400 hours later. In 2077, the storm of World War had come again. Most of the planet was reduced to cinders. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, don't think really I checked knew, the knew how to craft those things. So. Let me check. Hold on. Let me check Steam real quick. Let's see how many hours I played Fallout New Vegas real quick. <laughs> oh shit. It's trying to launch the game. I hit the wrong button. I just reinstalled mine, so I don't know if it counts my old ones or not. Oh, it just went... It just started the music. Whoops. All right. No, I... Stop, stop. Okay, there we go. I've got 116 hours, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And only 33% unlocked, so I don't know how that happens. We take a look at mine. Fallout New Vegas, you've played 222 hours. You have unlocked 69%. 69, dude. Oh, sorry. Bill has out binged me on a video game, ladies and gentlemen. This has <laughs> got to be a first. I almost, you know, almost doubled it. I, I literally have to go another 300 hours, or I'd have to go at least another 100 hours to get to. I've unlocked 69%. 52 of 52 of 75 achievements. Beautiful. And I've the solved old- this. I no, you know what? I'll bet. I think I actually owned the CD version of this first, and oh, so so you maybe reinstall from that because I completed it at one point. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but well, I've completed it once. Um, So yeah, this is my second playthrough. Mm -hmm. But but we're we're jumping ahead to New Vegas. We need to step back. Yeah, yeah. Go back, back into the left. (laughs) But. uh, some of the other voice actors in the original Fallout, we had Richard Dean Anderson. Uh, he was Killian Darkwater, who was, I think, like the 
like the first town you go to when you get out of the um, I think it was Junk Town, if I remember. The first town that you go to, he he was the the main guy. We had Clancy Brown. Yeah, nice. Always good to hear Clancy and something. Keith David, and this is in Fallout back in '97 when yeah. you know Jim Cummings, Winnie the Pooh, and Piglet. Right. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> saw him at the uh, at ACBC con actually. Yeah. Tony J, which. A lot of people probably don't recognize the name, but you would recognize the voice. Um, trying to think of a... I think he's done Disney movies. He also was in uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark when it was on ABC. He was Lex Luthor's like, side man. Um, like his, not his henchman. He was more like his confidant. His, his muscle, as it were. Okay. Look up to, if you look up Tony J, you may recognize him, and if you look at his IMDb, you'll oh that guy, okay, yeah, Richard, and we had Richard Mull, we had Bull from Night Court. Nice. Oh, he had to be a super mutant, I'm assuming. I think he was, yeah. <laughs> we had CCH Pounder, uh, you know her, she's the large black lady. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the name rings familiar, but. Uh... Yeah. Well, she's not large, but she was. Uh, I'm trying. I think she's on Law and Order. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tony Shaloub. Really? Wow. Yep. They they broke out the the checkbook for that one. I just, I hadn't gone back and checked out the 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 cast list um, yet. I mean, other than the obvious ones, I know like Liam Neeson. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but I didn't realize there were quite that many back in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember so many being in the first one. I was like, wow. Because nowadays, there's nothing for these productions to be just you know. Oh yeah. You know, fifty million dollar things that they they really mine the best in Hollywood for. I mean, look at Mark Hamill's made you know a career out of voicing the Joker on TV and video games. Now he's probably done more hours. Easily in video games as a Joker as he has on you know the animated series. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, wow, that's uh, that's impressive. I don't even remember that. It's been so long since I played the first one. I don't even remember there was that much voice acting in it. But yeah, these were all top of the line from from the get go. They didn't screw around, and it's probably a big gamble uh, for Interplay at the time. They must have sunk some money in this, and they said it was kind of. Other than Wasteland, there have been some attempts at similar type games, but nothing really to that scope. And this, 97 was also the time of, uh, I think Bioware was either the distributor of, uh, and Bill has just fallen out of his chair or something. No, 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 there's just fireworks going on. <laughs> ah, okay, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I guess we just dated this podcast. Um <laughs> But where was I? Yeah, Dated, BioWare. I hardly know it. Bioware, who put out um, a very similar game, was the old Baldur's Gate Dungeons and Dragons game, and it was kind of along the same lines as the first Fallout and Fallout Two. You know, yeah, the same yeah, kind because of real because time, you, but you could pause it and it's right. its own kind of VAT system. Um, you know what? I totally forgot that. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the because you could heal yourself, you could all well, you could cast a spell and you could start to heal yourself, whereas uh, in Fallout. You can just not use that nice little stim pack and come right out of, you know. It's like, oh my god, I'm almost dead. Let me go to my. Excuse me. Pause the combat. Let me lift yeah. up my hand Mr. and go Super into my. Newton, would you hold on a second? So I wait. Can gotta access my, my, access my pit boy. Yeah. Um, well, that was always you know in regular D and D and role playing games always a bone of contention too because although you know the table toppers are 
are a little more strict about time and stuff. You know, you didn't get to tell them. Oh, yeah. You had to roll initiative to get the orc to, to be able to swallow your healing potion before they <laughs> cleaved you in half. Uh, I got three more voice people for Fallout before we uh, before we get completely off the voice thing. Go for it. Cree Summer, who played Penny on Inspector Gadget. Oh, my God. Okay. David Warner. Oh, well, yeah. Gotta love David Warner. And we had Frank Welker. Well, Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> hey, gang. Damn. We're playing Fallout. That's no surprise, because at the end of every Fallout game, you don't remember one or two to oh, but, but oh, Sorry, three. I got shot again. Yeah. Super <laughs> mutants are lobbing shells at me as we speak. <laughs> He's in the war zone. He's in Washington, D.C. right now. No, the end credits. I think it was Fallout Three that first, like, basically forced you to watch all the end credits. Um, maybe it was New Vegas, but one of them I could not exit out of it, and I sat there literally for like twenty minutes oh, watch, yeah. watching the credits of, of this game. Yo, just, yeah. <laughs> well, what, uh, oh, yeah, it was bigger than most Hollywood movies. Uh, well, one thing that that was um, one thing that's nice about at least three and and New Vegas is that. It'll wrap up, and depending on what what you did in the game, it'll go through and say, you know, how this turned out, how that turned out, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and which started out, I mean, this was probably one of the first role-playing games that had a lot of the kind of, do you want to go good or do you want to go evil choices? Uh, well, in, I don't remember. If, did, did Fallout really have that system as I think, much? I think that might have been more linear, but they definitely broke yeah. down Fallout 2 because you could be flat out. I played that through a couple times, and w- one time I wanted to try, I think I tried my uh, all-melee weapon slash martial arts guy and named him Kane, of course, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and you know, and my, my murderous serial killer guy who just would you know destroy anyone in his path and steal his shit, and and then you know my hero guy who wanted to actually complete the quests. But uh, yeah, yeah it's one this- of those that you could and you could do. These were adult games from the get go too, because I remember specifically in two you could literally to make money you could choose to become a male prostitute in one of the fallout towns and there was yeah, a porn studio it got pretty racy oh, that's in a right. lot of spots and yeah it was, did not pull any punches that's and, fred uh, garvin yeah male Garvin's prostitute, male prostitute. Yeah, sure let me get my hate. truss on little lady and if, if that joke wasn't specifically <laughs> in the game i'd be surprised because the guys behind these games definitely have a tongue-in-cheek to their reference materials and their inspirations there's just little things well I found a reference column in the nerd world uh, peppered everywhere I found I don't want to say it's an easter egg but I went to a console in Vault 3 in Fallout New New Vegas Mm -hmm. and I pulled up the console and it said hello Michael and the first thing I thought was Kit (laughs) yeah hey yeah absolutely I'm like did they purposely do that to make me think of that sure they did you know that's it's got to be joy for a game designer you know thinking about there's at least one motherfucker out there who's going to get this joke um and you were that motherfucker, Bill. So <laughs> he made a game developer very happy. Um, not that he really knows about it, but um, somebody, somebody will find my Easter egg. Yeah. So as we we're saying, um, 
Yeah, the first fallout, um, as you were saying, despite the fact that uh, the nuclear war actually takes place in 2077, um, yeah, the world is stuck in basically 1950s uh, with almost a steampunk, you know, there is some futuristic technology, but Mm -hmm. it's almost steampunk, um, like there's the Brotherhood of Steel. um, Yeah. Which yeah, is that's faction that essentially when you know after after the war happened, they they took it upon them and they they fashioned themselves after like knights, you know, they're like paladins and stuff, and they they basically went around and tried to collect all the you know high tech weapons and everything that destroyed mm-hmm. the earth the first time around. They were going to be the caretakers of that, and they did a damn because, fine job of it because um, they pretty much come out. You discover them, I think, in Fallout Two more, don't yeah. you? Then yeah, because that's. Well, that's in the opening credits for that to where um, at the end of the opening credits, they show a family yeah. coming out of the, the vault, vault and the yeah. vault door slides, go comes out, goes to the side. Yeah. And then the family's silhouetted with the light behind him. And you're like, oh, they're coming yeah. out of the vault. Where and then they show the guys in the Brotherhood of Steel power armor suits and they're just standing there. And all of a sudden, the chain gun that the guy's Start holding starts to spin up. Welcome to the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, we're so try the try the Brahmin and the double-headed cow. Try the Brahmin. We'll be here all week. Inside a rat scorpion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, the first uh, main quest in Fallout, and there were a lot of side quests. Uh, this was really oh, that's where you got to find a geek. That's no, where you first, have to... the first one was a water chip. Oh, the water! Oh, yes, the, the water the chip. Second one was the Gek because basically you're you're treated to an intro in the second one. You know, to that's the, right to the elder of your tribe. Um, you know, sending you on this quest, and there's this nice video of starving children, and essentially your you know your home is under pestilence and, and famine, and the Gek is the only hope for your tribe. Come in, chosen one. There are things you must know. Prove yourself. Find the Gek. Be our salvation. And I don't think I ever completed. I don't think you had to complete it, because you could actually just, you know, abandon your quest, really, and there were so many other things to do that I don't know if I, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe I just became a porn star for a while and <laughs> and lived large off of that. and Living the life. Yeah. Um... So that kind of stuff uh, was interesting, and you could actually join the Brotherhood for a while, I think, in Fallout 2. There were just a lot of choices, and it really started these branching storylines that you could kind of choose as much as you can do with a computer game and still have a linear plot. Um, You could basically choose any way you wanted to get there. Or, or when to do it, and uh, I mean, what you do now with the big games um, is if you don't want to just you know wrap up the plot and see the end credits, you you find out what the main quest is, and then you ignore it for a hundred plus hours and go do every side quest, and then come back to it when you want to finish up and get bored with it. So. Well, that's what I've been doing this time around in New Vegas. Is that I I just kind of did the stuff in the main starter town, and then I just I just went out to explore to get all. I just kind of wanted. A big circle to find as many points as I could because one thing that's nice and I don't remember I, I guess they did have it in Fallout and Fallout Two is is the option to do fast traveling like once you've been to a place you don't have to trudge your way and fight everything because believe me there's a game uh, it was Far Cry Two holy crap you just had to run to everything or drive or yeah 
just on a, on a side tangent, when you play Far Cry 2, you're stuck in a 20 by 20 square mile area of Africa. Yeah. And you can't just fast travel someplace. You got to get past every single. And every time I turn around for the main quest, they're like, well, now you got to go to the opposite side of the map that you were already on. <laughs> yeah. And I got to go back through these villages. I'm like, didn't I kill these guys before? Yeah, it's called, Why? <laughs> it's called like, the illusion of our game is bigger than it actually is, I think. I'm just like, I'm tired of having to schlub my way. <laughs> like, I already wiped these guys out. They shouldn't be back this fast. Like, can I just click and go? This is bull. <laughs> so I started to play Far Cry 3, but my computer can't really handle it. So, but I, it did seem to have the fast travel option, which was mm. kind of nice. So, but anyway, yeah. yeah so they probably did. Uh, maybe, I don't know if, it, yeah, they must have. Because, I mean, there were so yeah. many towns and stuff scattered around that. Uh, and they didn't really have, you know, for the top down ones, they didn't really have. I don't think, you know, scenery programmed out that was anything other than the towns you were in. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, erroneous traveling, unlike the 3D ones, which were totally open world and, like, to an extent that I'd never seen before in a video game other than, like, the GTAs, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, we will get to that. Um, well, something else that's cool about just to talking about overall gameplay that has been through all of them is the way you can uh, tweak your character. Uh -huh. um, in some of them, you could answer questions and how you you, you answer them. Right, they your stats. weaved it into the storyline, and, and as you grew yeah. up in the uh, the vault, you took these. I almost no, they weren't owls. That's Harry Potter. It was something mm -hmm. similar to that, though. Some kind of, you know, um, the Iowa test that you know you answer honestly, and it determines kind of what your starting stats are, mm -hmm. and where you're leaning towards a tech guy or you know a fighter stuff like yeah. that. But you or, can still kind of balance yourself out any way you wanted throughout the game. Right, or or you could totally unbalance yourself. Yeah. And give yourself, uh, because it, if you just want to, you can start out, I think, all your stats are at five, and you get about five or six, maybe seven points that you can put into each one, and I believe it's uh, strength, which is how much you can carry, how much damage you can do with melee weapons, and unarmed um, then you have endurance which determines your hit points I'm not sure and not sure what other skill it handles well, so you've got strength endurance then you have luck which determines critical hits and whether or not like your weapons misfire things like that um Intelligence, which is good for working with science and doing repairs on your uh, gear as you go. Uh, agility, which I think is for how well you can dodge and other critical chances. Yeah, and I think also for lock picking weapons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some strength and then there. luck. Well, it was called special, so it was strength, perception, endurance, charisma, charisma intelligence, per agility, and luck. Yeah, per perception. Yeah, that's the other one. That's the one that's you know like how far, how far away on your like little game radar. This is in maybe not with the. Uh, I I think I wanted to determine how soon you would see some like something would pop up in the vats. Yeah, and like but, surprise, like D and D initiative kind of right and then in three and in, and in three and in new vegas 
I don't know why they just didn't call New Vegas four, but anyway, it's so confusing because I consider it four. But um, so in three and New Vegas, as you're walking, you'll have and you turn, you'll have like a little compass to the bottom yeah. and it'll have like a red blip on it. And then you can you, you can go into like crouch mode and then it, it'll tell you if you're still hitting it and you can try to sneak up on something. Right. And even usually my default thing is just I'm always running. Well, sometimes <laughs> when I crouch, I forget that I'm still running while I'm crouching. Yeah. And it actually will make you more noisy and you can be detected sooner. So you got to turn crouch up. You got to turn runoff. And then when, when you're in crouch, you're so slow. <laughs> but if you want to get up to a good point where you can get a sniper rifle, that's you got to be real quiet. Get up there. You can take a guy out with one shot because you get initiative, surprise attack, critical hit. Boom. They're dead. And you go for that Vats headshot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 there's other things you can pick up different um, as you level through the different games. You can pick up different perks, and yeah. like one of them is is that if you go for the you'll you'll have a higher percentage to hit when you go for the headshot in vats or with the with the with, with, with the gut shot. Or there's my favorite, at least in New Vegas, and I don't remember if it was in Fallout Three, is uh, like the weirdness of the wasteland or the wild. Yeah, of the wasteland yeah. to where all this weird shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> and you get all these weird encounters. Yeah, it kind of basically opens up some some uh, science fiction uh, Easter eggs. That, uh... Well, one thing it does, and I know I'm jumping around, but in New Vegas, you go to a place, you go to a certain cave uh, when you've got um, the wild wastelands t- turned on and you encounter the R.O.U.S.'s. You know what the R-O-U-S's are? R-O-U-S's? R-O-U-S's. Any fan of the Princess Bride would know what the R-O-U-S's are. Oh, rodents of unusual size, yeah. Yes, okay. there's a cave full of them. And as you go through that cave... It's just the acronym didn't... didn't the name <laughs> for some when you go through the cave, you eventually find... Um, um, which I didn't find this the first time around. There's a weapon in there called the Rat Slayer, and oh, it's and it's like a silenced M16 <laughs> with a scope. So early on, and it uses um, .223 ammo, and it uses uh, 5.56 ammo. Because the first time I played, the only sniper rifle I had, I had to find a sniper rifle. Then I had to find some place to buy the freaking suppressor. <laughs> You know, but this is like boom! I got this early on in the game, man. I'm I'm picking out I'm picking out lake lurkers and and all kinds of stuff with this thing. Uh, it's been so lurkers. much nice. Oh, they suck. The they use that Chicago Nazis. <laughs> they use that freaking whatever that mental whammy that they're shooting at you. They're scary looking. They look like they 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 look like the creature from the Black Lagoon on roids. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, like, oh! Nasty critters in, in this world, that's for sure. Like, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was the creature from the Black Lagoon, come on! Ah, I am a lake lurker! <laughs> I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um. <laughs> Good to suck your brain! <laughs> it's not a tumor! 
it is a tumor. Lots of radiation in this world. Um, Ra- you can radiation. literally die of uh, radiation in this world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just come across, oh, hey, what's this little pile of green ooze down here? Oh, my God, yeah, the rad counter. I took a drink and I didn't notice what the level was, and I'm fucked. Unless we find Radaway kids, and that will help. That's right. Radaway will cure all your radiation. You can take lethal doses and, you know. One little dose of rat away and you're good to go. But then if you take chems, you get addicted to chems. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other little uh, 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 adult-oriented thing of uh, all of the fallouts is that uh, there's drugs, man. There's lots of drugs, and you can literally, you have like an addiction stat. And if you don't have the, you know, most of the drugs you take are to enhance your fighting and things like that. But hey, man, hey, man, drugs are good in this game. We got Jet, Psycho. Jet, Psycho. Radaway, yeah. mm-hmm. Medhex. Mm-hmm. Stimpaks. You got the Super Stimpak. You got the Stealth Boy that, well, that's not really a drug, but apparently if you no. use it too long, you become a crazy freaking Night Stalker super mutant. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that's the cool thing about it is that it... It acknowledges that that would go on and does go on, but it doesn't glorify it because you literally, as I said, if you don't have your drugs, you will eventually, like, your stats will drop through the freaking basement because of withdrawal, and you essentially have to find your fix throughout the game at that point. Yeah, you either have to keep taking more (laughs) of the drug... Or you have to take something that'll minimize the effects of the drug or find a doctor who has a high enough skill to cure you of the addiction. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really... It gets just, involved. Just dense, yeah. I mean, it's it's the biggest, one of the biggest worlds I've ever played in as far as stats and everything. And uh, particularly Fallout 3 came out around the same time as, um, well, Bethesda took it over, who also did Skyrim. So there are no strangers to immense, immense, you know, role-playing worlds. And uh, it shows no, they spared no expense, as you know, Richard Attenborough would say. Yeah. You know, there's one thing about you and I had t- talked about doing a show at some point about the one of the the most uh, or like beautiful moments or awe inspiring or artistic moments in a video game that we've had, and one of the the eeriest or moment that just had me completely enthralled was the first time in Fallout 3 when you step out of the vault into the wasteland. Yeah. And the way they did it is because they actually dim the screen as if your your eyes are not used to normal light. Yeah. So it's all, it's very fuzzy, it's very dirty, and it slowly comes into focus, and it's just a beautiful, I mean it's decimated, it's a wasteland, but yeah. but it's, it's, it's so poignant the way it does it, you're like, wow. Well, you start I mean, out as a freaking baby in Fallout 3. I mean, how oh, nuts is that? You start out as Liam Neeson's infant son. Straight, <laughs> you, you come straight out of the womb. Yeah, you in literally the game. start in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. And you choose your sex right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and your yeah. name, and then, yeah, you get to, they teach you the controls by go get the ball on the floor, kid. You know? mm-hmm. And then you, you sneak out of, crawl and, you sneak out of your room, you open up the little gate, and, and he comes back and he puts you back in. Mm-hmm. You know, and he threatens with you. I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> yes. If you get out of here again. It was here you were born. 
It is here you will die. Because in Vault 101, no one ever enters. And no one ever leaves. You're never leaving the playpen. Yeah. <laughs> Alive. <laughs> I will find you and put you back in here. Yeah, I couldn't believe that first time I played it. I don't think I knew Liam was in it first time I played it. And, uh, yeah, pretty much blew me away. Oh, my God. Until I, this time around when I've been playing New, New Vegas, I got – I've been listening. I'm like, you know what? I really – I know – okay. I knew who Mr. House was. Yeah. It was Rene Abidjan's, or however you would like to miss – Pronounce it. I leave Odo, it up Odo, to you. Odo works. Odo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Odo from Deep Space Nine. Or um, he was also on Benson. He was the. Uh, oh right. Oh, I can't remember. One of those loony characters on Benson. Yep. And there was a deep. There was a Star Trek crossover there because the guy that would play Neelix was also on Benson. That played at this with with uh, Odo on the same show. Oh. Oh, my oh. brain hurts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meta man, wow! All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, I okay. I guess we won't really jump to new. Should we jump jump to New Vegas? No, no. Okay, no, no, no. A lot to cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know it's the one you're immersed in right now. Oh, I know, I know and so I'm much. So it's like again, it's like but, a, uh, it's like an obsession. I mean, did for the first Fallout, I don't really remember much. You know, when you probed my memory about the water chip. You know, the, I remember that as the main one, and I remember hearing Richard Dean Anderson because I think that was about the time I, I don't think Stargate had started back up, but I remembered him from um, MacGyver. MacGyver. Oh yeah, yeah. So it helped and then MacGyver in this world, yeah. They Fallout were- Two. So some of our voice actors we had Michael Dorn, we had Worf. Nice was uh, Marcus the Mutant and the special agent Frank Horrigan. And uh, we had Jeffrey Jones as President Dick Richardson. Ooh, all right. He was a double dick. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We Jeffrey Jones, that. who would later on become, uh, well, yeah. let's just say he would get Convict involved. In, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> yes. Stuff he shouldn't have had on his computer. Uh, yeah. Bad Jeffrey. Yeah. We also but, had Dwight Salt Schultz, another oh, yeah. start. Another Star Mad Trek alone. And yep. A team. And A team. Yep. And then we also had Cree Summer again. She she played a character. Yeah, from Fallout Two, I mainly remember the starting thing was the Gek. Yeah. And um and like you said, you had that was when you met up with the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the specific vault number. I mean, maybe we should talk a little bit about the vaults because that's really be- the behind each Fallout game. With the exception of New Vegas, you start out in a vault, or you're a descendant of a vault dweller. In New Vegas, it's not quite so, although you right, do encounter right. vaults along the way. Yeah. And um, then, and as location, you, they each had their uh, different location, like across the U.S. It only dealt with the U.S. Um, right. But like the first one was uh, Southern California. Um, second one was probably around the same. Same area since you're Same in the like vault dweller. Yeah, because he he founded a, a village called Arroyo, um, and and all the names were kind of. I think there was like, I think there's only like a hundred and eleven or hundred and thirteen vaults. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I was reading in the wiki, and as you discover throughout the game, is that the vaults were not. They were supposed to be. 
it was sold as this um, this great idea to save humanity, blah blah blah. But apparently, there was not enough. They would have needed like uh, a massive amount of vaults to actually save the proper amount of humanity that well, they. And some, according to like the second one, and you know, and on some of them had Gex and some didn't, and you know. Well, because one thing else that I read is a lot of the vaults were turned into social experiments. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was one vault that was in that was um, housed with nothing, and I I don't remember if it's Fallout Three or. I think it's three. I don't think it's... It was three that we kind of... With, 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 with the clone? Plot going on, yeah. That, yeah. It's, that it's populated with nothing but clones of the same guy. Yeah, and he becomes like essentially a, start executing... Yeah. yeah, he becomes a serial killer. They kill yeah. themselves. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah and, and then there was other strange. ones that, that, that purposely mutated and created the super mutants and... I remember then, the one also in Fallout 3, I think, was the one where you get locked into the Matrix machine and go back to Pleasant essentially yeah yep that was the one where yeah where you you discover this creepy little girl and then all of a sudden she talks with this deep you know dr strange love uh yeah nazi yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some serious twisted storytelling uh throughout all of these and just genius work and just the depth of it is ridiculous to even think about i mean i i said i completed fallout 3 and you know probably had a ridiculous amount of hours on it but i know i didn't come close to finding everything because i found there is one perk where it will actually reveal everything on the map right that's the one i i well no you still can't fast travel to them it'll just show them but you still gotta walk your ass there yeah which i just picked up that perk because i i was at like level 24 i'm like you know what i'm just gonna take this in case i'm missing something you could usually fast travel to place close to it and then cut your yeah. distance a little bit anyway. But, um, yeah, so the first and second one were Fallout 3 is, as you said, you walk out in what is basically, um, this is the first time you kind of got to see what happened to a big city and roam mm-hmm. around in it. And it was essentially Washington, D.C., Maryland and Virginia area. Um, and it wasn't really a direct it was it was a parallel storyline kind of to the the first two well i mean it took place in 2277 which is 30 years after fallout 2 but it had no real connection to the other games other than the name and you know the universe yeah well now one thing that's weird that i've noticed is that that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense is that some of these characters seem to have lived for at least 200 years have you noticed that well, like some of the, well, like like I noticed that some 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 of the people, like some of the ghouls, they'll be like, oh, before the war, I did. It was like well, before the war, that was two hundred years ago. Yeah, well, how I are think, you still alive? Well, I think yeah, that was probably explained somewhere that ghouls and and certain people, yeah, you know, live longer than. Well, and I think that we were led to believe that the technology had advanced at least medically. Yeah, you know, that people were, you know, look what Mister House did. We'll get to that later, but he. Himself a little Michael Jackson rejuvenation chamber and <laughs> and stayed in there and ran things virtually. Spoilers for all the games too, by you know. Fallout Three brought a couple changes. One, like we said, you now you're in an actual. I don't want to say like a Grand Theft Auto type world, but you're in a you know. You really are it, though. It's it's open world. It's a first person, or you can do third person and stand behind you. I always stay yeah. in first person because it's yeah. easier to get around and manipulate stuff. Um, 
but you are out in the wasteland and you're just walking around and you know you get a quest on your pip boy um i guess we should jump back to the pip boy the pip boy is is like a it's like a gauntlet but it has yeah. a screen on it and you can pull up the inventory of what you carry all your medical supplies it'll tell you where you're supposed to go it'll have a map and it also picks up radio stations mm-hmm. and this is one of the most addictive things about the freaking game is listening to the radio stations now right now they'll all the two in my head is the is the new vegas songs but there's uh in Fallout 3, you listen to the Galaxy News Network, run by Three Dog. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and it's Your a mixture of. Uh, yeah. Wolf and it's like. Jack, uh, analogy there. Yeah, there's a, and they play like uh, 40s blues, pop, and some 50s. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Enclave radio, which plays like a lot of patriotic songs because yeah. the Enclave. Because the enclave is like the remnants of the American government that's trying to regroup and come back with tech technology, like kind of like the Brotherhood. Right. So, um, but at, you can listen to this music as you go through the game, and like I said, in in New Vegas is what I've been listening to. So that's all that's been stuck in my head. And I'd put a few posts up. Um, about like when I was in a hotel and then I heard like a like an orchestra and then I all I could sing 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 to myself was you know ain't it a kick in the head because they have an orchestra that plays in that and mm-hmm. just today just today I'm sitting outside a racetrack and I'm getting ready to pull out uh, I was getting a drink and I see this woman come out she's wearing short shorts and boots and She's attractive, and I'm just saying. I started to sing. Her spurs go jingle, jangle, jingle. Oh no! <laughs> so that that's Don't how. Don't sing I'm, it too loud, man. <laughs> well, no, I had the windows up, and I was only and I was by myself. I'm like, her spurs go jingle, jingle. Because yeah, I really hate searching for new co-hosts. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, some 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 of the licensed songs. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the playlist for Galaxy News Radio, and they had uh, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the Ink Spots. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. Anything goes with Cole Porter. Uh, some of the more, I mean, there's some that were before our our time that we. Oh, yeah. the, okay. These are actual songs, but it's like ah, yeah. Maybe was always one that stuck in my head. That's that's maybe is I think the intro to Fallout Three. Maybe no, no. maybe. I thought set the world on fire is. Well, I've noticed if you listen to all the Ink Spot songs, it's the same music, just different lyrics. Literally, I swear yeah, it's yeah. it's the same. They had their niche, you know. You don't yeah. deviate I mean, too far from the formula that's working for you. Yeah, let me see what the Enclave played. I think they played. Uh, see what they're played. Now the Enclave, uh, my favorite with, though. I have to. I just have to put it out there. My favorite was the intro to Fallout Two, which was my boy uh, Louis Armstrong and uh, Oh yeah, to build a dream on one of my favorite tunes. 
give me a kiss to build a dream on In my imagination will drive upon that kiss Oh, sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss to build a dream on Oh, that's what that's right. Enclave Radio just had like a little bit of so kind of a positive song for the end of the world, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you find hope where you can, I guess, <laughs> in the wasteland. Now, do you do you remember who was the president of the Enclave? Uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it was well, something. well, he 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 was he was President John Henry Eden. Yeah, it was something. I am John, and cheesy, yeah. and he was played by. A Brit, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, in his cheesy American accent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even recognize. He was all him slimy and and just oh Ted yeah. Liam was about the only one I, I really recognized, and I don't think I ever really went in and, and yeah. Fa- the cast list. Fallout Three didn't have as big as a, of a cast um, voice wise. I mean, the two biggies were Liam Neeson and Malcolm McDowell. They had to spend a bajillion dollars making that game. I guess, but but because I don't really. There's a there's like six other people listed and and I don't recognize yeah. them really from anything and yeah, I, I can't be cheap either so. yeah so but um um but yeah what what was what introduced in Fallout Three was you had the Pip Boy now you had that before but now it was really integral with that's where you got the radio now one other thing that would happen is like as you would walk around the game and if you purchase the add-ons that you could get later because uh, Fallout 3 brought about to where download you content. download content and you had I believe uh, four major add-ons you had Operation Anchorage which told the story see because what happened folks was that the giant was that the reason the war came about is everybody went to war over oil hmm see hmm. that couldn't happen yeah <laughs> so so the U.S. annexed Canada, and the Chinese invaded Alaska. So in Operation Anchorage, you, you through a simulation, much like the one you had gone through earlier, you, re, you go through, you reenact Operation Anchorage, which was yeah. the Battle of Anchorage against those nasty Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, another add-on was called the Pit, where you get to go to Pittsburgh. Yep. Home of Jim Dietz. From the Legion of Dudes, <laughs> so um, and that uh, I'm trying to—I don't really remember much about the pit. It's been so long since I played Fallout. I don't even know if I—I I had that DLC, but I don't even know if I ever got to the pit. To be honest with you, I don't know if I ever made it to that one or not. I did the Anchorage, and I did the the Alien Mothership one. Uh, yeah, that was Mothership Zeta. That was really weird. You had, you actually go up to an alien ship, and it, I think you you encounter like uh, so people that are frozen in cryo freeze. There's like a there's like a samurai, there's a cowboy. Uh, you get all kinds of powerful weapons, but you just got to fight yeah. the little gray alien yeah. guys. All. Well, I think what I, I said, I think I had it on uh, DVD ROM um, when I got Fallout Three. Um, Yes, I was probably a little late to the game, but I found like the game of the year edition, which had all the DLC on it. So mm. that was that was sweet. But now I don't have it 
anymore, and it's not on my Steam yet. So, uh, and then there's Point after rebuy, unfortunately. Point Lookout, which took you uh, to like a swampland. You you hopped on like a Tom Sawyer type ferry. You went down to the coast of Maryland, and uh, that was like a lot of swampy, really rednecky. I don't know. It was, well, I guess you couldn't be redneck in Maryland, but it was very strange. It was a very strange add-on. It's a lot of weird shit in there, and and then Broken Steel was uh, one of the last, one of the other ones. I don't know uh, if I got to many of those other than the Anchorage and the Alien one. I oh, I I played them all. I, I think I, I completed the the main quest, and I just I relented and, and gave up the ghost. And like I played this for five hundred hours now. I <laughs> need to move on to my other four hundred games that I have. So. So and then you could um, squirrel, you know. I just found a <laughs> shiny object. <laughs> now, in Fallout One, I'll be talking about the music though. I have to I have to make a, oh. a, kind of a, a confession that I I never really liked playing with the radio station. It was, it was novel for a while, but it just distracted yeah, me. I'll be I'm, honest. I'm generally, I don't usually listen to music when I play. I like good ambient music, you know, good scenery music, and and. I only had that. Yeah, because it's got enough music while you're walking around, you know, that it'll just have this background music that goes, or you can turn on the radio station. I I really have not played the radio station, but you go into enough places to where there are radios in there, and there will be, you'll you'll hear the music playing, and that's where it's been getting stuck. Yeah, I I haven't really been listening to it, but um, with the with the radio stations, that's how you would if you purchase the other content. That's where you you could find it because it would say uh, such and such signal gained, and then you would play it, and it would play a message about that you know about that content and then you would see it on your map and you would go go find it and go get killed lots of times now in Fallout 1 and 2 the companions weren't what was it the only companion you had the dog maybe in 1 I know you could hook up with another person in 2 um yeah, I think you could have a minion in two. I don't remember anyone but the dog in the first one, but uh, yeah, be, because it in three, it's pretty fuzzy. Um, in sure three, tell us. Oh yeah, ah, but that's cheating. <laughs> but in three and and in in New Vegas, you can have a plethora of companions. Yeah, you know, and each one has different stats, and some you actually have to have to finish the game. Yeah, and and some of them, I mean, like there's one you meet early on. I don't remember uh, Nuketown or something. It's it's called uh, mm-hmm. it's the bomb in the middle of it. It's basically isn't that Megatown? Megatown, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, there's like a, a mercenary guy there that you can hire eventually, but you actually have to have leaned towards the evil the dark side, yeah, for him to you know you have to, to kill a civilian or something somewhere along the line, and then I'll consider. You know, well, running with you as long as you have a little criminal record going on. So, more of well, that. Uh, you know, it, you don't get to see the whole game if you're just a good guy. You know, oh yeah, because you get to because see certain things if you're a bad guy. Because you, the big one in Fallout Three is that you can literally nuke a town if you want. Your early
early on, you're offered a job to basically set off the nuclear weapon in Megaton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't do it because I have a soul. Oh, I did. I just couldn't. Oh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't even bring myself to virtually wipe out you know thousands. Oh, of I I went right up there to to. Even though I have in many other games, <laughs> but for some reason I, I felt for the people of Fallout. I think on my second or third pl- playthrough, I uh, I went to Megaton and uh, yeah, I said, yeah, there's the bomb. Okay, yep, uh huh, yep, got. It. And then I went over to it's like the third. It's like the it's like some big tower. Yeah. That's and I went over there and it's like oh, ten, blow it up. Ten penny tower. I ten penny tower. That's yeah. right. And then I, then I walked back, activated the bomb, walked back to ten penny tower, went out on the veranda with, with the dude, pressed the button, and off in the distance. Big old mushroom cloud. Well, then you can go back to the town after you blow it up, and all the people are still alive. Really? But they're all, but they all look like ghouls. They're all burned. Like oh, that, that uh-huh. one annoying chick that was in the in the shop. That that sounds like she's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Don't you know? Here, can you? She was kind of cute, but yeah, she's not pretty when she's blowed up. And she gave me a lot of money to write that freaking book for her. So. Yeah, dingbat. She should have gone out that herself and done it. She dead with deserved to die. Well, but she didn't die. She's so annoying. She couldn't even die when you blew up the town. (laughs) Her and a bunch of the other people. You walk up and they're like, "Oh, what? Oh my God, what happened?" As I said, being not evil, I didn't nuke the town and I stayed friends with everyone. Although as soon as I saw the nuke in the middle of town, it motivated me to get a lot of money and get the fuck out of that town (laughs) because no good can come of that. So. Um, <laughs> we, we actually skipped uh, an important um, kind of thing between Fallout Two and uh, Fallout Three, which is actually oh, that's right, yeah, we Fallout we, Tactics game, which was kind of what it sounds like. It was more turn-based, just kind of combat, less story, just more tactical missions. Yeah, and you were, I think, part of the the Brotherhood of Steel, if I'm not mistaken. Which that's some kind of faction, and you would go out, and this is the first one we actually got vehicle kind of combat in. You could, I think, I had a tank at one point, even. Um, but uh, it was a pretty cool game too. Just I don't think it did as well as the others because it was a departure, and it was more just combat based, and people were looking for the immersive story and didn't quite get it. Well, Tactics had a buttload of voice actors too. Mm-hmm. You had Arlie Ermy. You have dealt with the Raiders without hesitation and without mercy. Well done. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep, we had uh, Dwight Schultz returned again. Which I'll bet, let, let me go out on a limb here and, and, and say that Arlie probably played your superior at the Brotherhood camp. Yeah, I think I remember him early on doing the training going, <laughs> he's, a, he's a one note actor, but he played it well. <laughs> uh, Frank Welker again. We had Kurtwood Smith. Remember Kurtwood Smith? That sounds familiar. I work for Dick Jones! Dick Jones. Oh, help me out. Bitches, leave. Eric, you're a dumbass. Come on, how many more... (laughs) No, if you don't know who he is by now, to me. you're gonna have to give it to me. Oh, uh, he was in RoboCop. He was the leader of the bad guys of those of oh. the street gang. Oh yeah, okay, dumbass. Yeah, that's when he's getting his ass beat by RoboCop, and he's like, "I work for Dick Jones." Yeah, okay, yeah. We just got a picture up here, Kurt Smith. Yeah, Foreman's father. All you had to say mm-hmm. was Foreman's father. <laughs> that's why I said dumbass. He's a dumbass. 
I am a dumbass, so I'm told by certain people. So. Uh, we had Michael, <laughs> Michael Go 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 Go, uh, which who played Alfred in Alfred? the first three. Uh, yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know. That stuff just didn't like matter to me back then. For some reason, now I'm all over it. But I just, yeah, I just kind of let it take me away and like, well, oh, that was a cool game. Yeah. Tactics, though, I don't. I'm, to, to, to be honest with you, probably the reason I went over is it, like I remember playing it. I just don't really remember it that Yeah, well. me either. And it's it's probably because it didn't have like the story. It was just a yeah. kind of and and and, and that kind of, kind of says something for it as it it didn't have the same Fallout and Fallout 2 feel, so it just didn't really, you know, grab me. On North America's west coast, one group of military vault dwellers emerged almost unscathed. They surveyed the wasteland and squared their shoulders for the task ahead. These dedicated survivors salvaged the technology from the vaults. Technology that was studied, replicated, and fiercely guarded. For they knew that while their power came from numbers, their future lay in scientific knowledge. In time, they formed the Brotherhood of Steel. It was an attempt to make the combat bigger. I mean, before in the first two games, it was mainly like you and maybe one other person, and you'd fight maybe, you know, five to ten. Your worst day was going to be five to ten death claws, which is a pretty fucking bad day. Um, but, you know, like tactics had, you know, as I said, you were, at one point, I remember actually driving a tank into a town and, you know, blasting buildings <laughs> and stuff. So, uh, but Fallout 3, I think, kind of molded you know, melded those two worlds and you had some really intense combat because essentially a lot of Fallout 3 is your downtown destroyed Washington D.C. with just super mutants coming out of the freaking woodwork at you you know with giant mini guns and, and you know you're lobbing mini nukes at them and it was just crazy combat um you know, automatic weapons out the wazoo. It, it wasn't like your 10 millimeter. You got armed pretty well in Fallout 3 pretty quickly, or you didn't last very long in Fallout 3 because everyone had at least a pistol. <laughs> Usually a flamethrower, a rocket launcher, or, you know, horrible things like that. So. Oh my god, there was so many. Oh, yeah. Those those super mutants in Fallout 3. I remember, 3, one, man. Battle, I remember one battle around the Washington Monument that, you know. Shook the pillars of heaven, Ming Wang, whatever it was. <laughs> you you use the mini nuke launcher, right? Which is basically yeah. just like a kind of like a slingshot that shot yeah. little mini nukes. Bling. And blew up half a city block. No big yeah. Um, but you needed a shitload of those to take out like that last giant super mutant that was yeah. in. Uh, yeah, that was around. That was like end quest stuff. Where uh, yeah, the Jefferson Memorial is where it all kind of ended up. I think it was. Yeah, that's where you, you where actually you find what, your dad again. And spoilers. And yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, and of course it was. You know, and how did he die? Yeah. Radiation. Yeah, it was radiation. <laughs> You're right. God damn it. <laughs> because he goes had him a rat away, but no. And it's so uh, Star Trek Two because he yeah it was it was definitely he odd. activates he like activates the radiation he floods he floods the whole compartment. <laughs> and I then we're gonna love having an opportunity <laughs> for that one on this show. And then <laughs> and then he comes back to the window and you know. He's just looking at you saying, you know, go, go. And that's when uh, I think 
that's where you have to. Uh, they have the big giant robot, Liberty Prime, I think. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. There's. It's been so long since I played three. I, I I I probably should really go back and buy three again and just play. I three. think I enjoyed three better than it was. Just so it was seemed to be more open world and less linear than um, New Vegas. But even New really? Vegas was just. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're just. As I said, it's almost hard to wrap your head around if you're not actively playing it because there's so much in these games. It's just, you know, you could pick it up for a couple hours one day and have one gaming experience and then play a few days later and go do some other quests and, you know, just so many different characters and places to go. And, you know, I, 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 in Fallout 3, I did like just wandering from place to place. Even though I could fast travel, sometimes you just would find shit. On the oh, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's That was part of the... Like, I remember the first time I played it, I didn't even find the town. Like, yeah. I just started to walk around and I went under an overpass and there was people on top of the overpass and they started shooting at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell going on yeah it's truly like a world that's that's actively going on well you know even more so than i think uh, gta in a way because it's just like everybody is actually yeah because doing gta shit. they're just kind whether of walking you're down engaging the with them yeah whether you're engaging with them or not they all have kind of their own agendas and you know and things you do affect you in other towns like I mean you have to get on the good side like I said that mercenary you have to be bad enough for him to want to join you and you have to uh, the the owner of the bar in that town has some secrets about your father but he won't divulge them you can either steal them from his safe or you can get on this guy's good side and he might tell you Uh, I stole everything yeah, you know, if I could, I did because then that it's, usually get that lock the shootout. But um, no, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be sly, man. You gotta wait. You gotta hide. This the safe function. You just like so you get going. Crack those computer codes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, there was a hacking element in this. I mean, which was kind of annoying sometimes. I used to get out a pen and paper because I thought that the word, I think the word changed every time you logged in and out. But I used mm-hmm. to think that it was like it was only one word. So I would have this like this big long list of words written down. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I figured out. I, I wouldn't remember it now to save my life. But I don't think I figured out the system. Once I did, it was got fairly easy. But I don't think I. Well, because basically you would you would go to a terminal, and. It, if your skill was high enough, it would let you in first, and then yeah. it would say, "What's the password?" And there would be, and, and I think based on how high your skill was, would be how many choices you had for the password. Yeah, and it, would, it would look like all this matrixy computer code, and it would all be all these garbled symbols, and then there would be a word stuck in there, and you would get four tries, but you could kind of cheat because you could do three tries and then close the terminal and go back in. And you could keep trying to hack the terminal. And that's where I would like write down the words and come back in. But I didn't realize that the word would reset every time I came back in. Dumbass. <laughs> but, um, you know, if it was an easy one, sometimes it only it, it would be a four letter word. And if you picked a, you know, if you used door and and um, it would say, you know, three of four correct. Then you look at another choice on there, and and another choice would be, let's say, more, M-O-O-R. And then you try that one, and, oh, four, four, you got it. So sometimes you would have, like, seven letters. 
So you're like, oh my god, you know, one of seven correct. So you go in. Uh, no. Now, if you used all four hacks up, it would lock up the terminal and you couldn't get back in ever, yeah. unless you picked up a perk that allowed you to go back and hack locked terminals. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, that's another and, thing about the the character system like that is like you could play. I mean, you'd have to get to a ridiculous level to get all the perks and everything. There were certain... You had to choose kind of which way your character was going to go and, you know, and pick... You know, you might not be able to get that marksmanship perk if you want that show-me-everything-on-the-map perk. So you had to kind of pick and choose mm-hmm. um, how to sculpt your character and, and play him accordingly because there were just so many ways to accomplish... You know, just about everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's more than one way to get through through the game or get past something. And a lot of times, based on your intelligence skill, uh, would open up certain... Um, Charisma would do, you know, character choices as far as conversation choices. Right, right. Remember there was like a ladies' man yep. perk that, you know, you would make you more attractive to the, the opposite sex? Yeah, like you would get different conversations with women. I'm I'm currently playing a woman right now on yeah. uh, Fallout yeah. New Vegas. Not like I often play the opposite sex in a lot of games. <clears throat> but uh, I'm oh, currently playing Marvel a woman. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Marvel Heroes and oh any other game I've ever played <laughs> you can choose choose between your sex <laughs> so anyway uh, better man than I for being able to admit that Dr. Bill I'm currently playing a rather svelte looking redhead alright um, and um, you go you know go, I, here, go home man <laughs> I I chose the um, I chose the <laughs> I chose the perk to where it allows me not to not to get conversations with the opposite sex, but the same sex. All right, hey. So you know, and uh, well, yeah, I've, aggressive game too. Yeah. There's there's been a few choices. Oh, I didn't get this last time I played because I was a man and I was going for the other thing. So mm-hmm. you know, like when you go to uh, Gamora <laughs> in uh, on the New Vegas Strip, when I go to one certain prostitute, and it's oh yeah, really? yeah. And plus, I got to try out fisto <laughs> that was the sex robot <laughs> oh yes there's okay. a sex robot in new vegas i, I must have missed that one and his name's um, fisto that's an acronym oh. but i can't remember what it stands for oh it's been reinstalled so we will fisto is now my holy grail <laughs> fisto away because <laughs> <laughs> you know hey you're in the apocalypse. Of course, I'm doing a search for Fisto, and probably Google's going, what? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to do that. Fisto, fully integrated security tectronic officer. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, you can upload Fisto with a sex bot chip, and, and this is a side quest where you oh, have okay, to... Okay, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I never was able to get the side quest. I, I never like found. And then, like when you, when you activate oh him, goodness. he he comes out and says, you know. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures like, of Fisto right now, and I am well, programmed for your pleasure. Please assume the position. <laughs> Thank you, and welcome, Mr. Would you like to try it? Well, I get, and like your thing says, well, I guess I should make sure you work. The numbness will subside in several minutes, awaiting so further orders. <laughs> Yeah, one of your options is I can't feel my legs. Is <laughs> cuddle with me, Fisto? That's my my further order is is cuddle with me. Please assume the position. Oh my goodness! I suppose I should test you out before I hand you to the Garrets. 
my pleasure is for you to work at the Atomic Wrangler. I just don't even... I can't. I knew exactly what Fisto was going to do. I am programmed for your pleasure. Please assume the position. I am programmed for your pleasure. Please assume the position. Servos active. Fisto is also a He-Man character, but that's a different podcast. Really? Oh, dear. (laughs) He had a big giant fist. There's got to be some synchronicity going on there. Oh, no. There's horrible (laughs) things on the internet for Fisto, kids. Do not search for Fisto. (laughs) You cannot unsee these things. Or Mephisto. (laughs) Or Mephisto. Although the devil might be preferable. Stay away from any Fisto. Fisto Fisto with any any, any prefix. There's a picture of Fisto with flowers. (laughs) Don't use Fisto with with any type of prefix or suffix. Just stay away from it. You don't want to do it. No. Moving on from rape bots. <laughs> or is a molester bot? Is Fister a, Fisto Fisto a, a is the molester, molester bot? bot of Fallout, yeah. Also in that same quest, you also have to find a um, a um, <clears throat> a ghoul dominatrix. Yeah, yeah I seem to recall. Who, she's also a cowboy, so she's yeah, a cowboy. disturb people behind these games. I'm telling you, man, this is... Too much prostitution and... There's a lot of dark and, shit. And, there's drug addiction, prostitution, yeah, murder, well, thievery. This ain't pretty, man. Nope. It's, it's no walk in the park. But, uh, but you can buy stroll walking clothes, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Park walking stroller clothes, and it gives you charisma. And See, the, even items you pick up can raise your stats um, a, a little bit to open up you know you can use you can take certain things read certain books to give you a, a temporary bump in stats in order to get past a certain thing mm-hmm. uh, I mean there's all kinds it's a very immersive very deep gameplay oh, I just pulled up a list here of all the uh, the process of all the different fistos oh, um, in, in Fallout we've got uh, Cynthia is a hooker this is the original Fallout so there's definitely wow there's even here. the first one. Oh, okay. yeah oh yeah Cynthia a hooker in Junktown of course it would be in junk town who can be saved from a crazed raider the Maltese falcon hooker don't remember her but I'm sure she's mysterious um in Fallout 2 we've got the cat's paw prostitutes I remember uh I think there's a cat's paw here in Rochester too I've been to maybe it was something kitty I don't know uh the new Reno prostitute uh Fanny Mae at the Malamute Saloon Sheila at the Hole in the Den another aptly named car uh Sally Dutton's bathhouse featuring Jenny Angela Bishop daughter Jenny oh sorry <laughs> Fallout 3 well yeah Fallout 3 but increasing our uh, our hooker count with every new Fallout I might add in Fallout 3 we've got Nova at Moriarty Saloon Ooh, Silver our next uh ex-prostitute living in Springvale Trini I think, uh, who spends most of her time at the Muddy Rudder in Rivet City. Take notes, kids. Destiny Chow, mentioned in Herbert Daring Dashwood's Terminal, is proprietor of the Blue Destiny Brothel. A brothel section of the Evergreen Mills Bazaar, run by Madam. Uh, Cherry and Fantasia. Wait, 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 wait a minute. That's not Madam, the guy that had the the puppet on his hand. I, I hope to a merciful God that it isn't. 
<laughs> Look um, it up, kids. Yes. <laughs> Cherry and Fantasia, I remember them, uh, were the party girls at Dukoff's place who exchanged sexual favors for Dukoff's protection, unknown if they are actually prostitutes by profession. Um... Brianna is a member of the family who offers her services to the male members. The family was uh, the big mafia-ish casino in New Vegas. Or no. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah Fallout 3 it says, but that feels like it should be New Vegas. Um, Susan Lancaster at Tenpenny Tower. Unfortunately, I actually have a friend named Susan Lancaster. Crimson and Clover, two brainwashed slave girls, work for Eulogy Jones. Over and over. And are forced to sexual favors for their master. Yep, I remember that too. Um, and Fallout New Vegas, it just goes on. Uh, we have Joanna, medic, addicted to prostitutes, spending her time. I saved her life, by the way. Courtyard of Gamora, very good. Because my medical skill was high enough, I, I was able to diagnose her medic's addiction and got her off. Right. But, but uh, we got to. But what'd you do for Dazzle? Also at Gamora. Did you just leave her? Dazzle. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I found her. Well, I got all the actually. I got all the prostitutes out. I completed the side quest to where you reunited Joanna with her boyfriend, who was kicked out of the Omertas by uh-huh. by Cacino. And uh, but I there was a lot of setup to do that because I got jumped by the Omerta thugs and. Her boyfriend got killed, so I failed the quest. So I had to go back, and I had to go get these other guys to to help from Muscle, uh, uh, big, like Great Beard and Little Beard, and they had to come out. So, but I got wise because as soon as the thugs came out, I didn't even wait for the thing to talk to them. I just lobbed a freaking frag grenade and took three of them out, and it shot the last guy. And I was like, done. <laughs> no talking. <laughs> Just killing you. This is a man of action. Gets, Talking gets you words. nowhere. That's right. Um, anyway, we've got a couple more here in Fallout New Vegas. Uh, yeah, so the receptionist of the Gomar Casino also, uh, you know, is working the front desk, but apparently she'll go uh, under the front desk for you if you'd like her to. Several filler hookers working at the Gomar Casino. Pretty Sarah. Uh, next prostitute now serving as manager of the Casa Madrid Apartments Warehouse. Uh, Jimmy, a male prostitute working for Pretty Sarah at the Casa Madrid Apartments. Oh yeah, Maud. she's all scarred up. Yeah, she's like, uh, yeah, she's all right. She's all right. I think so. Sorry, right. I don't remember Sarah specifically um, or Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, Jimmy. When I came in, I, I was a woman and I uh, tried to uh, say, and he's like, I just don't. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was like, as if. You know, he was like, you're not my type, honey. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Maud, an elderly female prostitute working. Oh, yeah, Maud is rough. Maud is rough. She's, she's like, yeah, honey. <laughs> Lily Miller has patronized a lot of these establishments. I did. Pa- I, I I did go see the other Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I tried out Mod too. Yeah, and I was a woman trying them out, so that's even more twisted. Why am I talking? I should just shut up. No, no. You know, it's it's 21st century rainbows everywhere, man. Whatever. 
Sweetie, one of the prostitutes at the Casa Madrid. Uh, Beatrix Russell, female Sweetie. ghoul. That's right. Sweetie was su- Sweetie was Beatrix, the top one. Beatrix is our female ghoul that can be persuaded to work as a cowboy-themed dominatrix during the Wang Dang Atomic Tango Quest. Did that. Done that. God, I don't remember that. Santiago, a uh, smooth talker that can be recruited as a swap prostitute during Wang Dang Atomic Tango. Old Ben. Did him too, as a woman. <laughs> Old Ben Kenobi, another recruitable male. <laughs> and Fisto, a protecton like Did him. Spock. Did it. <laughs> Can be fixed up for the Wang Dang Atomic Tango Quest. And we just have generic hooker, Gamora prostitute, and disguised hooker. And, and that's it. And we even have uh, some random ones in follow tactics. Uh, follow Brotherhood of Steel, which shall not be mentioned on this podcast. And yeah. Because uh, it was sure on the there, PlayStation. I'm sure there will be dozens more in, in Fallout 4. And they'll all be Boston hookers. They'll all look like Chris Tyler. They'll all look like Chris Tyler, yes. <laughs> Chris Tyler in his geisha outfit. And that will be... Oh, my God, no. Yep. But but that'll be some choice real estate in, in the apocalypse in Boston, I'm sure. So Boston. Boston. <laughs> Goddamn nuclear cost. Wait, somehow that was Australian. <laughs> I remember Maud too, actually. I've just seen a picture of her. Yeah. And uh-huh. then there's Maud. She was like in a house in the middle, like under a overpass or something, wasn't she? No, no, no. Maud was in the uh, the old ho- hotel that uh, Scar and the Sarah ho- ran. The ho-, the ho hotel. The ho hotel. Yeah. The ho hotel. Okay, gotcha. Uh, maybe I, I I found some old woman under a, an underpass and she made a pass at me and. Hmm. I think that's Fallout Three. That oh, that might have been. Yep, you're right. There's more overpasses in Fallout Three because yeah. it's the DC area. Destructive. There's there's not a lot of Fallout. I mean Fallout. There's not a lot of overpasses in out of New Vegas. Just desert. No, and and that's where we kind of start. I mean, as I said, these are like Star Wars movies. It's like each one you get a new geography um, to work in, and mm-hmm. it went from the East Coast to out west to uh you know big deserts and and mesas and some great mountainscapes and um just uglier creatures and uh and new vegas of course which i don't think we need to tell you kids what that was fashioned after yeah um and now, we get to meet a gang of elvises and uh the kings an insane guy who's said trying to be immortal and you're also involved in against the legion and caesar and you kaiser can pick a side kaiser and um yeah it's crazy i mean it's basically there's a big military conflict coming yeah you've got Uh, the ncr which is like the northern california republic which mm -hmm. they have the california flag but it has a two-headed bear on it Instead of one bear, yeah, yeah bear with one head. And yeah, as far as the timeline, this one actually happens only four years after Fallout Three, mm-hmm. um, but it's still not really connected at all because you, as you said earlier, you're not a vault dweller for the first time. There is one connection I found by watching a a Easter egg video. Really, okay. there is a character when you're doing when you're going doing side quests for the atomic. Um, cocktail, whatever. Wang Dang Atomic Tango Cafe. Well, I mean, for that, for that, for that particular group of people, there's a side quest where you can go 
basically they want you to go and uh, collect money for them. So while you're not rounding up prostitutes for them, um, you're also collecting debts. So you go to this one lady, and if you... Now, I didn't choose this line of dialogue that would have sent me, you know, she says, oh, all my money's where I left the caravan in a certain cave. You go to that cave, you find the Brahmin, the pack Brahmin, which is the two-headed cows that Mm -hmm. walk around the wasteland. You find the pack Brahmin on the back, and it's laying against, it's up against the wall. If you go around the backside of the pack Brahmin, strapped to the top of it, is the head of Abraham Lincoln from the monument in oh, Fallout 3. Because if you remember in Fallout 3, one of your quests was to recover the head of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Well, so that was like just a bullshit quest then. Is that what you're saying? Well, somebody restole the head and it's now out in a cave in New Vegas. Ah. So there is some tangential connection. Nice, nice. But only if you had followed that, you know, because I I talked her out of it. I said, you know, no, I know you're bullshitting me. There's nothing out there. Cough it up. So she pays me and then she takes off. So I never got that quest to go go find that, you know. And you won't even find the head unless you walk around the back of the Brahmin. You have to actually walk around the back of it and be standing there and look at and have your Pip-Boy light on, which just today I remembered how to turn my Pip or Mad fucking bastard geniuses behind these things, man. They're just (laughs) evil. You were the core. I don't expect normal people to ever find all this shit. I mean, there's things you will probably never find. I mean, I've this is the second time I've played through on New Vegas. And I remember when I played through Fallout 3, um, I played through the main story twice and then did add-ons once. And there was, when I played through, you know, I found stuff different each time because I, I, I played it completely different. I played it evil the second time around. And That's kind of what I want to do. I want to like almost avoid the whole house, you know, Mister House thing, and just kind of go do the army stuff. And well, like see, Kaiser first time with Kaiser, yeah. first time I took out Mister House right at the right at the beginning. This time I'm playing Mister House's game. I want to keep playing along with Mister House as long as I can to see how it's different. Yeah, yeah. I think I took it pretty far. I don't think I wrapped it up until uh, I'd done just about everything else. And I said I think I did the whole. End game where he ends up. Or I don't know. It ended badly for me. Whatever happened, it, well, <laughs> I don't last think I, I don't think I won the first time. Well, last time I played, <laughs> I concluded it, but I didn't win. <laughs> I I ended up fighting uh, Kaiser, as they say, but it's Caesar's Legion. I was fighting Caesar, and I had to fight Legate Lanius or whatever. And that guy was freaking hard. It's like he hit me once, and I'd have to keep. I, I had to like be loaded up. I had to go around and buy and find every single like stim pack I could find left in the game before I could take this guy on to to, to, to finish it because he was so hard to beat because I didn't have the right skills, you know. But um, um, but one thing I wanted to mention, if I can find it, ah, find it here real quick. Well, going just quickly to cover this, um, going back to that, you're not a vault dweller in New Vegas. You end up essentially. Being the, the oh yeah yeah scene is yeah. you being shot by a gangster named Benny basically. And do you know who plays Benny? Nope. I didn't p- pick up on this until I and I couldn't believe it. Takashi, um, I don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's uh, where it is? Oh, vamp, vamp. 
I just had oh here's the voice actor list for Fallout New Vegas Benny is played by uh, where'd it go I just had it <laughs> I can't read I'm going blind uh, Matthew Perry oh really okay yeah interesting and and drop the friends theme right here yeah, so Matt, so yeah, you're 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 well you play a courier and you've you've retrieved some Courier item. six. You're courier six. Yeah, and you've retrieved an item for I think you're working for Benny. Um but No 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 you were you were contracted by Mr. House. Actually that oh, chip right, was right. that chip was originally contracted before the war. Because when you, I was just uh, in one of the things where I was ta- talking to Mr. House, he says, you know, I actually had that was that was supposed to be delivered to him before the war, but then the war happened and it and he didn't get it. Right. And that was but like it, the final piece to his immortality puzzle, right? Well, actually, what the chip does. Well, I don't know if I should spoil it for anybody. Yeah, we'll, play leave, it. we'll leave some for yeah. the end game stuff. Let's just say the chip's important. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the <laughs> it was, chip. Get the chip back, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, you're you're shot and uh, betrayed and and you know thrown into a shallow grave. And I forget who is the. It's a pretty big actor that plays the guy who who fixes you up in the beginning too. Um, it is. Um, it's Michael Hogan who. Right. Okay, it's Colonel Ty. Yeah. It's Colonel Ty. Yeah. yeah. And his character. Some of the. I think they did like facial renderings. Because yeah, a lot of the sure. characters look like the people. Oh yeah, and they didn't fall out three too. That was kind of obvious. Oh yeah, especially Neeson. Liam Neeson did. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, and the whole time, like the first time I played it, I think this was the first time I played it was before Battlestar Galactic come out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get it as much as this next time I played it. I'm like, that's yeah. Infernal Tie. And yeah, I, think, I think I didn't either. The music they. The I've really latched on to the background music and the music that they play in New Vegas more than Fallout Three. Could be because it's been so long since I played Fallout Three, but the music, the intro music, when and every time you subsequently go back into Doc Mitchell's house, the same music plays. So sometimes I go back there just to, hey, can you cure? Can you cure, Doc? I'm addicted again. Can you cure me? And I just like the music that they. The little yeah, obvious that's psycho, man. That's no good for you. You know, it's oh, yeah. the short term when you have to punch a super mutant to death, or, you know, <laughs> or you've lost all your guns and you have to kick to death a rat scorpion. But mm-hmm. I'll catch up with you. But yeah, um, do you know who Mister New Vegas is on yeah. on the radio station? And when I read it, I was like, duh, duh. Oh yeah, it's uh, Wayne Newton. It's Wayne Newton. Yeah, yeah. this is. Yeah. But I never put that. I'm all the times I've listened to that radio station. I was like, this guy sounds so familiar. It's me, Mister New Vegas. Ah, it's Wayne Newton. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Will Wheaton. Is plays the the Robo Brain, the Robo Brain characters. At least. Okay. Yeah. Which is you like a little the one with the. Uh... Not the one with the, um, you know, Howdy Partner. No, no, no. That's that's William Sadler. Oh no shit. From um, oh, uh, 
Bill and Ted played Death. He also was in uh, the second Shawshank Redemption. Uh, he was a sh- yeah, and he was in the, 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 the Die Hard Two. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Um, so we've got uh, Zachary Levi. Nice. Chuck plays Arcade Gannon, which is a uh, doctor that you meet over in the Followers of the uh, Followers of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Oh shit! Is yeah. Chief Hanlon, who's what? Who's um, you discover a little side plot with him? Uh, oh, I, re- yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. He's the old man that sits on the second level of the golf, um, golf uh, the golf hotel resort, and he's yeah, part the, the giant dinosaur. Yeah. No, 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 that's at Novak. Novak. Okay. And you know what Novak stands for? Why? Why it's called no- Novak? I. I- did at one point last time I played this. What was it again? Because at the Novak, well, because at the hotel, it says no vacancy. Oh, right. <laughs> and that, yeah. that's the only letters that are left, so they call it Novak. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Village of Novak. Uh, Dave Foley plays the Yes Man. Oh, we, yeah. Um, uh, we, we have a return of uh, Michael Dorn. He plays Marcus the Mutant. Okay. Now, the big one this time... This, this is what made me look up the voice cast list because when I finally got to Caesar or Kaiser as they call him in the right. game, the guy starts talking, and I'm like, I know I have heard this voice. So I look it up. I look at the guy's name. I'm like, I don't recognize the name. It says John Doman. Who's John Doman? Hmm. He's played Don Falcone on um, this past Animated. season on. Um, Gotham? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and his character looks like, looks like him. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm sure they did mocap on these guys. I mean, if you, you pretty much have to do it with an actor for these, you know, that kind of resolution anyway. So why not just do it with the voice actor? I mean, and and there's even more. I'm not going li- to list them all. Um, I mean, but apparently, and I didn't even, I don't think, I don't know if well, I Who played the Elvis? You, you meet a gang of Elvises in this early, kind of early on in New Vegas. And it's one of the more hilarious. I haven't actually talked it. to one of them, so I don't know what their name is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, um, well, because I didn't have, I had a hot, high enough skill that I was able, and I paid for a, a fake package passport so I didn't have to do the King's Quest to get into uh, New Vegas. Yeah. So I sidestepped the whole thing. But I think I need to go back there because I think that's how you get the quest to get the uh, the robot dog to get the dog. Yeah. It's the robot yes, brain. Yeah. So I think I need to go back to them so I'll see if I can fi- figure out who. It's worth it. That robot dog kicks some ass for you. Oh, I know it's their school out front, but everything in here seems to be related to the worship of some guy from back in the day. People used to come here to learn about him, to dress like him, move like him, to be him. If that's not worship, I don't know what is. Not a whole lot to tell. There were only a few books left in here when we found it, and those were rotted away. There were some posters left that were pretty well preserved, which is how we know all this stuff was based on the same guy. The thing of it is, 
We don't even know what his name was. All the posters just referred to him as. But there's Bakim. a character named Ra- 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 Raul, and he's played by Danny Trejo. And I don't know if I've come across Raul. If you're gonna dive into one of these games, you know Fallout Three or New Vegas, just plan to you know stay a kiss while, a, kiss a couple months <laughs> of your life away, basically, <laughs> and uh, uh, but having a great time doing it. Um, we're gonna talk about the VAT system a little bit. It said this is all a 3D rendered world. Uh, you can climb up shit, jump off shit, fall off shit. You know? Yeah, you don't have to go into VATs for combat. You can just straight up do combat one on one real time or you can go into the VAT system yeah. now you're limited in the VAT system by how many um, AP points which is action points that you can use which action is carry over from the other one which right. is kind of the, the turn based element of and it. I think your agility score determines how many action points you can have however you can take drugs and you of can course. pump up your action points but then but, you get addicted yeah but the beauty of the VATS is, and, and the sick bastards behind this, of course, it has several settings. And the whole game is mature audiences. I mean, there's no... Oh, my God. That, but but oh. you can turn down, like, the blood and gore, or you can turn it up to 11. And, you know, the best thing about the VATS is that you get these slow-mo kills of... Oh, know, I remember one time... Tired torso blowing up. Ben <laughs> Ben, Ben walked in the first... I, I was back playing Fallout 3, and I just shot some... some Wasteland slug guy in the face, and it blew his head off. And I had to turn the monitor off real quick. I had to like just turn the monitor. Hey, Benny, what's up? <laughs> you know, because this, this guy's getting close shot, and then there's like blood shooting out his head. And I'm just yeah, like, whoa! Oh yeah, eyeballs to the head just blows apart. Yeah, good, good old fashioned. Or, or you can fun. Kid. You can blow arms off. You can blow legs off. You know, it's just mass hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's how it would be in, in the Fallout Wasteland. One of my favorite things to do is, is to take is like if I'm going to take on a lot of the Death Claws or something that's really big yeah. is I'll... St- I'll sneak up and I'll and I'll lay down a path of like frag mines or plasma yeah, mines. I'll lay down a bunch of mines, but you got to be careful because you can't lay them too close to one another. Or I'll set them all off at the same time. Yeah. So you got to kind of space them out. Then you follow a path back, and then you run straight through your mines, let them see you, and then run backwards through your mines as you're shooting at them. Now what'll happen is when they step on the mines, it'll cripple their legs and it'll slow them down. So I mean. There's like a lot goes into this game. So they. I've always been more of the kind of like have enough rocket launchers and stay the fuck away from them. Oh, well, yeah. I like the bravery of being out of range, too. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. Tends to cut down on the loads, uh, I've noticed. Yeah, but, you know, there's there's only so, so much ammo that you can carry. And, and, you know, I mean, now I would do that both. I, I would, you know, maybe lay some mines down, then pull, pull back, use a sniper rifle or something to draw their attention and let them run through the mines. <laughs> but I haven't been able to find a rocket launcher yet. I got like 50, 60 rockets and nothing to shoot them with. Hmm. So I don't know day. how... Day. Yeah. Get, yep. get thee to a merchant and trade him for something, man. A couple baby nukes, you know. It's expensive. So you oh, I need my nukes. I want my nukes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's really... I need with a nuclear weapon. <laughs> um. 
Now there are but, add-ons to New Vegas you can buy as well. Yeah, I think I got all the DLC for that too. There's like an old man's blues or something like that. Yeah, old something. old world blues, yeah. um, which is really weird. Did you ever play that? I'm not sure. I mean, because they're they're just once you download them, they're just kind of seamless. You don't go back. Yeah, you just have to find the quest, right? I mean, yeah, you just ha- have to go to the point to where you basically step out and go to that new area with a yeah. new map, and then you play through that area. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know that I have or not. Yeah, there's there's Lonesome Road, which is where you learn about your character. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's. Yeah. Something else, Courier's something. Courier Road or no, that's Lonesome Road. Wow, I'm just pulling up drawing a blank. I've got them all. So much. I said I'm gonna Well I don't know if we'll see if Steam saved my last save point. I don't remember even I think I was still in the beginning of my, my second try at it. So Oh, you know one thing we didn't let oh wait, here. Dead money is the down okay, yeah. Dead Money, let me tell you. Dead money, do not go there until you're well armed. Well, yeah, just <laughs> it was the first add-on. Don't even go there until you're you. You got to be really high up because you basically get and you're stuck in there because you okay. Uh, okay, in Dead Money, the courier is captured by an insane ex-Brotherhood of Steel leader known as Father Elijah, who was played by Richard Hurd, who was uh, is a longtime character actor who I believe is no longer with us, and must work al- alongside three other captives to find the fabled treasure of the Sierra Madre Casino, concealed from the world by a deadly toxic cloud. Nice. The pack adds new achievements, trophies, new weapons, perks, terrain, enemies, and decisions for the player, as well as raising the level cap by five. It is only one of the four story add-ons that can be revisited after completion of its main quest line. Oh, I didn't know I could go back in there. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you, it's... There are these creatures in there that are next to impossible to see and a lot of times you can only see their eyes and then they like leap out at you and it's like they're like uh, it scared the hell out of me and I it was it was really and they come at you with not and well you get all your shit taken away from you and the only thing you like can find for the first part of it is you're using a freaking I had a cosmic knife where you take a knife and you clean it with like a Braxo cleaner and it makes like it just like great yeah see that's another part of the game that we didn't talk about is you can create weapons Mm -hmm. you 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 can create weapons based on your survival skill in in New Vegas and in Fallout 3 you can create weapons Uh, you know you can pick stuff up off of creatures like you can kill a death claw you can take its claw take a medical brace a duct tape and you can create a death claw weapon yeah which is great I mean crafting is such an essential part to all these open world games now it seems Um, you know there's a lot of it in Skyrim too so um, yeah it just that's the realism and uh, it's just yeah just like the Skyrim you know almost every item is is destructible or you can pick it up or you know you can have a fucking backpack of stuff you'll never use um and you have to pick and choose what you can carry you can carry a ridiculous amount i mean there have been memes out about it that you know just how much you can oh we're talking you can carry like 200 pounds of equipment and guns and that's but, really realistic but <laughs> but i don't know if this had this in fallout 3 you could play hardcore mode mm-hmm in 
New Vegas, New Vegas which you actually starve and need to find water and all that. Good oh yeah, well it says uh, gameplay difficulty is increased in several ways. Stim packs and other healing items, including food and water, do not heal the player instantly. Yeah, or like broken bones, you need yeah stuff for it. a work over period of time. Rat array also decreases radiation poisoning gradually. Uh, stim packs cannot heal. Cri- cri- uh, crippled rims, use of a doctor bag, sleeping, or an owner in a tent, using hydra or going to doctors acquired. Ammunition has also gained weight value. Yeah, I'm walking around right now. I am carrying a small arsenal with me, and it doesn't weigh one freaking pound. Like, I've got, like, 30, 40 rockets on me. Yeah. I, yeah. The only thing that costs weight is the weapons. And even the weapons I'm carrying is ridiculous. It oh, says yeah. I'm carrying 200 pounds. I'm also carrying bottles of water. I'm carrying food. Um, okay. and But in hardcore mode, the ammunition has weight. The player's character yeah. must eat, drink, and sleep to avoid starvation. Dehydration and exhaustion. Stills decrease in four stages with each illness until the fifth stage, resulting in death. Yeah, and if that, see, that's something I should have done the first time I played it. Um, because to go back and do that, I mean, you might have an easier time of it because you know the world a little better, but that was just. That's just endless amounts of reloading your game. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. When companions are reduced to zero hit points, they are killed rather than losing consciousness. Because what happens now in the, in the regular gameplay mode, the person that's with you will get knocked out for a certain period of time yeah. or until you take out the threat, and then they just pop back up, and you're yeah. like, hey, cool. So a lot of times I'll get something's attention then I'll let my I'll let my guy start shooting at it I'll stop shooting to get the aggro off me and I'll step back and get a bit better weapon and try to take him out and it, and it might even be like a area of effect weapon but I don't care my companion's gonna get back up if I blow him up I've sat there and shot my companion in the face I've tried out different weapons I'll, I'll turn <laughs> yeah. and go let me try this boom boom oh, I killed you oh, you get back up I yeah, get shot cool. down and I get up again I'm gonna blow my companion down <laughs> <laughs> Kill That's my great companion. about the evolution of role-playing games like that because I mean you can they give you a lot of different choices and, and you know because you know us AD and D players uh, always kind of had you know you always had the permadeath rule but I mean usually your DM would allow you know, yeah. Your cleric suddenly finds a scroll of resurrection. Well, if you die, though, you're you're dead. Yeah, you you gotta go back to your last save. And let me tell you, sometimes you get wrapped up in the game and keep playing, especially when you're. Now you can turn on when you go through a door; it'll automatically save, or you do a fast travel. But if you're out in a wasteland and you're just going and you're getting in a groove, and this is this happened to me the other night. I killed all these those stupid giant flying mosquito bugs. There's oh god, Cazadors, whatever the hell they are. Yeah, and I killed a ton of them. And then I snuck down in this town where a viper, uh, uh, the viper gunslinger gang was hanging out. I cleared out the town. I stepped into the middle of town. I turn my back. I turn around. There's a fucking death claw right behind me. Kills me. Like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> so the evil DM that didn't like you. I had to go back and I had to re-kill those things again. So this time I came into the town and I 
I walked into town, and then I kept, I would not turn my back to that spot to where he, he came up. <laughs> and I, it was like I was paranoid. I kept walking in circles, and, I, and I'd like do a quick look to the left, and I'd come back to the to like where he came in, and I'd look the other way and come back. He, he never came in. <laughs> I, I always used to, like, I'd have, I mean, I'd get past a certain, you know, I'd like complete a quest, and I would I'd do a main save and rename it, you know. Yeah. Right, right after this, or my main save name, and then I would... Well, that's what I I've been doing, like... usually, like, quick save throughout, you know, when I'm wandering. Now that, that I've played it... usually serves me pretty well, but... Now that I've played it one time, I know where a lot of the upcoming big story beats are, so I'll yeah. save, and I might just go through and see what the different um, conversation paths will lead to. Yeah. And, and I'll be like, oh, okay, well, no, I don't really want to do that. I'm going to go back, and I'll say yeah. it this way. A little ch- cheating, but you know, these games are just so huge that, I mean, if you ever want to really finish one... I don't think you will I, ever experience everything that's in the game. No, and, I mean, most of them, you can do the storyline if you, if you just target the storyline you can do them you know probably 20 hours or so but just to experience these are games that are so immersive they're just meant for you to wander and do whatever you can in, and that's that's the beauty of them that's why they take up so much of my money and time and oh yeah but um yeah they're one of my favorite genres is this this new 3d role-playing i didn't think i would like it at first because and if it didn't have the vats, I probably would not be very good at it because I'm generally not a great first-person shooter type player. Um, well, but with the vats, it's like yeah, it's it's my dream game. One other thing, like the first time that you play it. As I went through, I listened to every single line of dialogue, and yeah. I sat there. Now you can click through the dialogue. So this time around, as soon as I, I'm like, click, 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 yeah, click, 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 yeah, click, click, yeah. yeah, 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 get to the main beat here. But that's because I know the storyline. Now, whenever Fallout Four comes out, and I can make sure that I can play it on my on my PC or <laughs> something else, uh, so. which will not be ma- named. Um, you know, I'll have to sit there and listen to all the dialogue because there's a lot of things. They might just mention something offhand remark, and but it'll actually lead you to something yeah. somewhere else. Now, speaking of that little sore spot, um, there are a couple games, Fallout games, um, that have been released uh, on other platforms. But fuck those guys. We're not even going to mention them. Um, but I am going to mention what I just got to try, and this is a, you know... A segue? To do my own no counsels for old men penance somewhere along the line for this. But uh, I tried out, there's a, it's basically like a phone game, iPad game called Fallout Shelter, which I, uh, my own new new significant other serotonin uh, has an iPad, so we downloaded it and I gave it a shot. And uh, it's a little, like, resource. You're basically running the vault. You know, you're running a vault. And it's a little resource management, almost Farmville-ish type thing, um, where you, you start having survivors come to your vault, and you have to build them living quarters and, and eating quarters and, you know, uh, power generation and water filtration, and you assign people to those jobs. And then you can eventually, you can find or buy you know, equipment, guns, and all, all the great items that are in the Fallout games. And uh, you can send your little minions forth and go explore. And you can check in on them, and you don't get to see any action. It's all, like, kind of side-scroller. 
uh, type stuff. It's it's like um, what is the name of the? If anyone's played the game, um, this war of mine, it's very similar to that, uh, but a lot less depressing. Um, but yeah, you say you can get updates on the people that are out adventuring, and they bring back supplies and, and other weapons and stuff. So it's a pretty cool little addictive game, and it's it's basically. Uh, you know, it's been having some bug problems, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't know jack about iPods and stuff like that, or iPads, sorry, um, to know anything about whether they're fixing that. Or one I got to play seems pretty stable and seemed pretty fun. And I, there is some pay-to-play aspects to it. Uh, you know, you can either wait out the, the tasks you put your minions to, or you can, you know, pay credits to hurry up because it's it's like Farmville in that way where you every task takes a certain amount of real time but it seemed pretty cool I'm just not really yeah I, I it's already been announced that Fallout 4 will be on the PC I'm not sure it's going to be able to be run on any PC I have when it comes out yeah that you said that comes out in what November I think you said I believe so yeah mm-hmm. and that one's going to be set in Boston as we said and that should be yep they did a hell of a job with Washington, D.C., so I can only imagine what Boston is going to be like. You know, Boston. Battling super mutants in Boston Harbor, and oh my goodness. And, yeah, some of the, like, the air is just, like, going to be... Uh, uh, I want to jump off the Green Monster at Fenway Park, and, uh, <laughs> oh, whatever I can do. Yeah. I bet we'll have super mutants there. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, so, obviously, looking forward to that, and uh, it's by Bethesda again, I'm sure. Um, so, I think we're going to expect the same same level of uh, you know of excellence that they've put into all the others and bottom line with these games they've just been there's really been no serious lapse in quality of them over the years they've just gotten better and better and deeper and it's an amazing universe you know Fallout Tactics might have been the exception of that I don't know what the mm-hmm. ones on the consoles look like um, but I think Fallout Tactics was a great game um, got P- uh, 85% on PC Gamer I, I used to love it it was just a departure so I suspect there was one called Fallout Warfare that came out um which is actually kind of the tabletop. It's actually a tabletop version of Fallout Tactics. It even has the same logo. And Brotherhood of Steel came out on consoles, but it even says right here, Brotherhood of Steel is not considered to be canon um, as far as Fallout canon uh, due to just outright contradictions of the storylines of Fallout and Fallout 2. So, I mean, it's just kind of a standalone thing in the Fallout universe. Um... And we're pausing here for <laughs> Sorry, station I'll be, identification. I'll be right, That's right. Be right no back. Problem. Be right back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby while Dr. Bill takes himself a shit. <laughs> Every time I tried to play Fallout Shelter, it's crashed. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I'm going to collect yeah. my resources, and it goes, ah, fuck you, you can't play. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like the game. Yeah. Would like to play it more, but, you know, I get it in 30-second increments. 
It went for a little while there for me, but yeah, then it did start crashing pretty regularly. I think I'm kind of running on. And I dumped every other game that I had to make room for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm dumping it and putting back my freaking Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> you took off Angry Birds for that? Yes, I did. Oh, babe. Never okay, a so total withdrawal. I took an Angry Birds on my phone. <laughs> Gigabytes oh, and recording. gigabytes. Hi. Yeah, you can edit this out. <laughs> uh, he's not recording, so he won't hear it. Unless he's just sitting there listening. Are you, Bill? Oh. Cheeky monkey. You bum looker. <laughs> I'll turn this fucker on for a second. <laughs> he's got his balls in the air. Oh my god. This is the air conditioning break, kids. <laughs> Give me. It's 1,000 degrees in Rochester tonight. We are walking on the surface of the sun, yes. children. <laughs> All right, I'm back. He's back. All right, we got to turn it on. We got oh, one minute no. of air Give conditioning. Give me one more minute of air conditioning. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dying here. Uh, no, it's 80 degrees in my apartment. <laughs> All right, well, on the surface of the sun. Where were we? And All right. you're back. Alright, uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess my my chem addiction. <laughs> Got the better. Well, you need to stay away from those laxatives. I, I know they're a really good buzz, but uh, there are consequences to everything we do. I, I really think that... <laughs> I really think that one of the side of, well, it seems, you know, it's, it's no big shock that, uh, I have diabetes <laughs> and diabetes, di- diabetes, you know, Wolford Brimley in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> diabetes. He, he would make it. I have faith in Wilford. <laughs> Wilford. He, he would have, he would have a fortress with all the, uh, insulin, um, stories <laughs> of the world. I, an army of super mutants around him. I honestly <laughs> think that what the, what the medication I does I does what the medication I take does. Uh, I speak. Uh, I is a super mutant. Um, <laughs> is that? I, I think it really is just a laxative. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever you eat, yeah, we're just going to make it vacate your body in approximately you two hours after you take your medication. Yeah, that way your organs don't have to work on it at all. Yeah, I, I really think that's what Perfect. it does. It's like fl- flush. It's like I'm, you know, it's like I'm taking Drano from, for, <laughs> for, for, for humans. And depending on what I eat sometimes, it's like, ooh, yeah. Gotta go. I, I sang the Let's All Go to the Lobby song, so I, I take a shit. I heard that as I was leaving. Well, yeah, and and that really wasn't. It was more like a fire hose. It was really not. More like yeah. a fire hose. It was pretty squirty. That's what it was. High high pressure. You know, Stanley Spadowski. Oh, we're gonna let's be all body fluids uh, sound effects again. <laughs> let's drink from the fire hose. <laughs> Except it's. Dr. Bill's brown fire hose. <laughs> I could probably put out a fire with that. Drink Nuka Cola. Nuka Cola. I think I drank too much Nuka Cola and Sunset Sarsaparilla. 
Yeah. You got to drink yeah. that that, that uh, Nuka-Cola Quantum and then Nuka-Cola. I never got to do that quite. I, there's this one little side quest, in, which will probably end up being like really important in uh, New Vegas, where somebody is collecting their special. Oh, sunset there's a Sunset Sarsaparilla star, star Caps. Yeah, you got to get, uh-huh. I think, 100 of them. Yeah, I don't, I I don't remember what the payout was. I, I've already been to the factory, and I've mm-hmm. talked to the little guy, the little guy, howdy, partner, blah, 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 blah. And I've played blackjack with him. And uh, yeah, man, I've just got way too much time on my hands. I had to fight off the fiends to get to it too. There's like fiends, and- yeah. The fiends kind of surround New New Vegas on one side, and they were actually in um, Vault Three. When oh, that's one of the gangs. Yeah, right. yeah, the gangs. I'm thinking here, yeah, they're not the ghouls, though. Yeah. yeah. And there's actually wasn't it New Vegas that there's or was it Fallout Three? There's actually vampires or this. Sect of people that think they're vampires. I think that was Fallout Three. Well, uh, y- uh, yes, there was. That's the people I think that live up on the overpass just outside Megaton. You're right. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> well, right. Why do I, I, why do I remember? Oh that? no, that's where you find the family that was butchered. That's where the family that was butchered, and I think one of the people Dude, thinks they're too much. Folks, just if you haven't played a Fallout game, well, there's 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 people there's a there's a Amazing. casino in on the Strip in New Vegas to where I'm I'm not going to really confirm it, but the they may be cannibals. Oh yes, yes, I, I think. Then yeah, the Ultra Lux, mm-hmm. the White Glove Society, the White Glove and Society. You have to, and something I didn't even catch. You um. The private, I, but I caught it this time. There's a private investigator that you find in a room after you go and say, you know, oh, well, apparently there was somebody else that was looking into the Ultra Lux. And you go into the guy's room after you get the key to it, and his name is Caruso. And he's got red hair and sunglasses. David Caruso from NCIS Miami. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I then mean, you could just go all day just on the Easter eggs that these guys throw out. Yeah, it's just. However, so, as soon as you find so the, much. as soon as you find his body, in will run in two white glove society members with canes. They they look like Taco from Putting on the Ritz, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they try to beat you to death with the canes, and you have to <laughs> take them out, and you know, if you're blue and you whack 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 whack, <laughs> get that away as from you me. Said, you know, and it. Is it really an apocalypse without some cannibalism? So I'd say there's a good bet there. That's a perk you can choose while playing the game. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> yeah, that you, you won't get sick. You can choose to eat human flat. I mean, there's there's so many depravities and different lifestyles and <laughs> things that you want to do. You know, you can just shoot everybody you see. However, yeah, you got to be yeah. careful because a lot of times they, you'll they don't like that much and they'll come after you. Yeah. Well, you kill. Well, you'll. Yeah, you don't want to kill the wrong. I mean, well, somebody will die, and then it'll say quest failed. I'm like, well, I don't even have that quest. Yeah. If yeah, somebody exactly. dies, because that's that's what happened the first time when I freed the uh, the NCR um, prison, the Powder Gangers, which is guys that like to use dynamite. That's yeah. fun guys to fight. And who uh, doesn't? <laughs> um, you gotta you gotta retake the prison. Well, I went in and just I killed everybody. I killed them all in the prison. And like, there's a guy that I killed is like, oh, you failed the quest. Well, this time around, I actually went in there, played nice with them, talked to everybody in there, 
found out this one dude's story. He used to be a cop or he was a sheriff and there's another town that needs a sheriff. So this time I infiltrated, I went to the NCR guys and said, Hey, you know, I'll help you guys sneak in and we'll take back the prison. Cause last time I just like you, I stood up on a hill with a sniper rifle and just took them all out as they came up the hill yeah. to get me. Yeah. And, but, and then when I, when I went in, I just when I went into the buildings, I just went in blasting with a shotgun and took everybody out. And that's when it says, oh, you killed so-and-so. I'm like, well, yeah. whoops, sorry. There's just so much. I mean, I'm sure they won't let you, like, kill the people of the main quest. I'm sure that's linear, but it's about the only part of the games it is. Yeah. Um, and there's just so, so much to do. It's insane. I mean, the play- obviously, the linear quest is going to be the same, but the replay value on games like these and, and Skyrim is just, you know... You, you'll never find everything. That's that's really the, the selling point, which is also what makes you go mad because you want to find everything because you paid for the goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm getting my money out of this. Yeah. But that's where YouTube gameplay videos come in. Anything we miss by playing the game ourselves, we can go watch it on YouTube. God bless Oh, you. oh and, and apparently... I apparently there's mods to the game. I didn't even. I'm like, oh my god, I can I imagine know, follow, follow, yeah. if you could. There will follow. be for four. They've already said there will be free modding for four. So. Well, I guess there's mods for New Vegas. That mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh god, do I really want to go down that? No, no, I'm not even. I'll, I'll look at them and, and curse <laughs> the lords of time for not giving me enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could literally just go because. I'm so engrossed in Fallout 3 and New Vegas that, you know, they're just great games. Yeah, and, and 4 is probably going to up the up the bar even more. Oh, just looking at the graphics for them. Whew. Yeah, as I said, I'm sure that uh, unless they have some respect for us older yeah. computer owners, uh, we're going to be hard-pressed to run the thing probably. But uh, I'm hoping not because I still scream through Fallout 3 and Vegas and then Skyrim, so... My machine might make it. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be out for, like, Xbox One, PS4, too. So it's definitely going to be next-generation stuff. Um, but they do say that it's going to be kind of respectful for you know lower-end stuff as much as they can. Because I'm sure they're just going to stuff a ridiculous amount of, of content into it. And I, I can't wait. But uh, it's one of those things that I think I'm not going to... You know, they're already offering... Uh, like you know, pre-order, you know, perks and stuff. But well, screw that. well one I've of them was my lesson on expensive games like this. That I wait for the game of the year edition to come out with all its patches and download. Oh well, yeah. But yeah. did you see what one of the pre-order perks was? Which is already sold out. They had a functional Pip Boy. Pip Boy, yeah. You know, just fucking but, me in the balls. But apparently, it wouldn't work for certain types of phones, or you had to get a foam insert. Like you put your yeah. smartphone into the Pip Boy, and I don't know if it works with the game or you just insane oh god my my own pip boy that would be awesome yes complete my nerd transformation i would think (laughs) but so fallout man it's 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 definitely one of the classic series of it will be looked upon as one of the classic series of video games of all time i mean it's it really was it ups the bar every time, and it was pretty groundbreaking when it first came out. And um, a lot of 
games that have come after owe a lot of allegiance to it as it owes allegiance to to simple things like Wasteland. And we will be doing a show on, you know, and we'll revisit a lot of Fallout, but we will be doing a show on, like, apocalyptic-themed games in general. And there's a shit ton of them out there, and uh, a lot of them try to imitate Fallout and fall short, and a lot of them do pretty good jobs of... uh, providing a similar experience um fallen earth is a mmo that i've played that's very much like fallout online Hmm. um which is something that fallout's also kind of strangely chosen never to really do is offer an online system um as far as uh, there have been rumors of like a fallout mmo a while back but i think it got shut down but that would be the way to go with an online it would be just so huge and i'm sure i'm sure people are thinking about it but they're going to wait and see how things like you know the the elder scrolls online go and you know world of warcraft's continued viability before because that's just an obscene amount of money you'd have to put into something like that and if you're not going to get it back then you know yeah then there's no more fallout but i'm pretty sure that uh fallout 4 is going to break the bank for him and um there's a reason for it because it's damn fine work kids so if you haven't treated yourself to at least one of these games you know check them out and you're you're not going to be disappointed so do it do it and uh that's about it for another no counsels for old men thank you for joining us i am scott mcgregor scott 2.0 and this is dr bill robinson super mutant extraordinaire and cross-dresser and cross-dresser. <laughs> super mutant cross-dresser. You know, you got... Wow, I wonder if you could play a super mutant in the new game. Tell you could be a female not. super mutant. Why not? Hi, my name is Alice, the super mutant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. It's just here. Same video game time, some video game channel. Two true freaks. Bye now. See it. Thousands were spared the horrors of the Holocaust by taking refuge in enormous underground shelters known as vaults. Most of the planet was reduced to cinders. been listening to No Councils for Old Men, starring Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott 2.0, Scott McGregor. If you'd like to email us with any questions or suggestions for future shows, our email address is nocouncilsforoldmen at yahoo.com. No Councils for Old Men is produced by Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott McGregor, and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. And from the ashes of nuclear devastation, a new civilization would struggle to arise. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. Thanks for not attacking us. Most people don't tolerate ghouls.
Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We were on our way to Underworld, but we couldn't make it past the Super Mutants. So now we're just going to find our own place in the Wasteland. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. I'm Scott McGregor. And I'm Sarah Tonin. Welcome to Mindless Drivel. Make sure we're supposed to do that part together. Okay, we'll do it again. Welcome Welcome to to Mindless Mindless Drivel. Drivel. Come join us as we discuss everything and nothing all at once. Listen to us ramble on aimlessly in the best Two True Freaks tradition. Listen as a real couple discuss the great philosophical nerd questions of our time and not kill each other. So grab a cup of coffee and find a spot on the couch. Or use our smartphones, you dumbass, which is probably how our tens of fans will listen to us. Join us here each month for the very finest mindless drivel you'll find. And one of the too few with any estrogen-related content. Also known as boobs. So join us for Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah, exclusively on the Two True Freaks Podcasting Network, as we discuss our various fandoms, celebrity crushes, and get to know each other as Scott tries to convince me that I'm actually a nerd. You are so a nerd. I'm a geek. You're a freak. Sold to the man in the office chair. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.